Welcome back to the Black Owned Only Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Washington. And today, I got a very special guest. I got my boy, one of the most energetic men I ever met in my life. Always on 10, always smiling, always out here for the kids. Great father, community leader. My boy, Duran Duran. One time for the one time. <laughs> What up, my G? Hey, man, thank you for having me on the man, boo. Thanks for you being on. You feel me? Thanks for being on, my G. No, this is beautiful, man. I uh, love to see this set. Oh, yeah, man. It's similar. You know, a little small, big time? No, you do your thing, I'm bro. I'm trying. Man. I'm trying to come it up, man. little time. I'm it's trying to come time. up. Where I want to begin with you, man. Actually, explain your um, organization, man. So, my organization is I'm a Moving Out of Monument. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we call it I'm a Moving Out of Monument is because we never want to stand still and we never want to be idolized. Mm-hmm. The whole point of it is con- continue to move up. Because if you say you own, you off the second you feel like you own. Mm-hmm. So you have to continue to stride in life, and that's why it's called I'm a Moving Out of Monument. And what is it, what is it aimed at towards the community? The youth. You know, um, when, you know like, when I started this in 2011... <clears throat> You know, I'm living in the city of Inglewood. And you feel me? Yep. And that was a huge thing about it. It's like, you know, like, we're the city of champions. And in order for us to be the city of champions, we have to produce champions. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this organization is all about, is producing champions and changing the narrative in our community where they say, it ain't Inglewood, Inglewood always up to no good. Inglewood is always up to a lot of good. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Speaking on your organization, like, what was your mission at the beginning? Um, my mission at the beginning was to do quarterly events. So we started doing quarterly events, toy, toy festivals, turkey giveaways, hunting houses, engaging the community in positive, safe zones so where we can have uplift and uprise. But, you know, four years of doing that, what I realized is, you know, like the family that came year one, they might have said hi and bye. But now year four, mm-hmm. they're no longer just saying hi and bye. They're telling me about their I can't pay the rent. I'm having a hard yeah. time being able to afford my life. Y'all just lost my kid to CPS. Can you advocate for me? You know, a lot of people were asking me for character letters for, uh, because they're getting fresh out of jail. Yeah. And they need character letters to show the judge that they're a good people. And so that's when I realized, like, these quarterly events only put a Band-Aid on a wound. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem in our community because we have, like, the news come out, right? Yeah. And the news comes out to, like, events. And they'll highlight, like, look at all these people that you're helping. But those people that you're helping, if you give a toy to them, they still go to a home with no tree. Mm. You know, you feed somebody, some of those people you're feeding are eating in a car. And so the hindrance of us thinking that we're doing a good job and that sentimency is not high level. And so that's why we came in with the, you know what I'm saying? I know you're going to segue. The tutoring program. Yeah, the tutoring program is big, man. Yeah. How many campuses are you on right now? Um, So we're on four campuses right now, which is a blessing. And we're also having talks of doing way more campuses. Are you all in uh, Inglewood schools or are you? Not all Inglewood schools, but I'm in one Inglewood school right now. But this is going to be a quantified uh, program. So they're looking at it right now, this year, just at this one school site. But we already have the buy-in to go to six school sites next year. Okay, that's yes, big. that's big. Come on, on that, bro! I see the expansion. Thank the and Lord. that was about to be my next question: is like the expansion of your organization. Like, where do you see it going? Um, I see us going uh, five years ahead of the game. Mm. So, like, we are no longer can navigate for tomorrow. Okay, because that's the perils of our crumble of our community. We know we don't plan for the future. 
we're not implemented in futuristic planning. Like they're building buildings around the Olympics that's coming to our community. And that's what, 2028? And so these white, these white people are coming to our community and gentrifying our community with the understanding of the economics that are coming in our environment. And so they take advantage of it, but we don't have the mindset to do. So that's where we're going with it. We're going to that level to a five-year expansion so we can sit at the round table with the big wigs that's got real money and enhance our development. Speaking of like the gentrification, like has that has the change of Inglewood like residents kind of hindered the organization at all, or has it brought more funding for it? Well, that's the thing is that it it, it crumbles it because you know you have a lot of big wigs that come into our community now that understand the five year game, so they know how yeah. to eat the money up a lot faster than us even coming to our table because we're living for tomorrow, so we don't know how to plan in that in that realm. We don't know how to seek those type of grants yeah, yeah, yeah. on those RFPs, so we don't have the administration to actually go to that level, unfortunately. But that's where we're headed towards. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to like community outreach, what is it? What do you think that we need to be designing our uh, community organizations for for the future? We have to more have sustainability behind it because like how I was talking about the passion with the purpose. Yeah, yeah. There's so much passion, but there's no purpose behind it. You know, like you want to start a program, but you don't have no money behind it to hire an employee. And if you're going to change a community that's already below poverty and the students are four to five grade levels behind, you can't have volunteers come and work for that organization to change, make a difference. Exactly. You have to have high level workers to be able to come in that can actually have the skill set to change the environment. And even our teachers, they're not getting paid enough. Inglewood oh, yeah. School District is the lowest level paying school district in California. Does the does Inglewood still have the school district or it belongs to the state now? It belongs to the state and it's belonged to the state for so long that LAUSD now uh, is the stewardship over Inglewood's Unified because the state yeah. was messing up for so long that the state took their took the control from state and brought it back local but brought it back local so LAUSD now makes the rules for Inglewood. So with all the new projects and development and the funding that's coming to the city that money's not going to Mm-mm. our schools? It, it, well it goes to the schools but in the instance of like let's say for instance um, like the, the eyeglass program that the Clippers brought. Okay yeah. They're going to write those grants and getting that money you know what I'm saying? Yes. So even though you see Steve Ballmer saying I'm going to give 100 million dollars to Inglewood that's how he's giving it back. Okay. He's not saying here's 50000 to this organization. He's implementing his own programs. programs that come in. And they're not actually allowing the community to be a part of the envelopment. Mm. Mm-hmm. How you feel about the, the development, the new stadiums, Clippers, the Rams, that whole like central area now that just has been taken over? $10 billion. We got ten, 10 billion. billion we got ten billion about to be produced out of our community annually. So they project Inglewood alone to be able to like uh, change the poverty that we're in in California. Wow! Like the paradigm that they're building in Inglewood will help the whole California get out of uh, the, the, the tax purposes, the tax problems that they have right now. Is this factoring in the Olympics, or that's just based off of just That's normal? based off of just the numbers from the Clippers games, the Rams games, this, uh, the uh, Chargers games, the and all the concerts. In, in that's not including the Olympics. And then in 2026, we got the World Cups coming, too. So the World Cup is coming in 2026 as well. But we don't know about these things. So if we don't know about it, how can we take advantage of it? They are building, like, practice facilities that they know they're going to rent out to the teams that are going to come in. Okay. You know, like, yeah, yeah. they're able to do this I type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have to be able to be doing that same paradigm. And the problem that I see in it, the biggest problem that I'm looking at and realizing, is a racial issue. 
So racism's still alive. Of course. We just don't really see it, right? Yeah. So the, the, the key to that is, is like how many basketball courts, football courts, baseball fields, uh, uh, basketball, all these sports facilities mm-hmm. we have in Inglewood. In Inglewood, it's all around now. It's so many of them, it's right? So many. They're still trying to. They're trying to now take over. This is private news. I'm giving you. Oh, <laughs> you giving stuff. me the scoop. I'm giving you the juice. juice. <laughs> they're about to take uh, Inglewood Schools Districts. Mm-hmm. You know where the district is, right? Yeah, right. It's in the field, right? Yes, right there. They're about to pull that and bring the Boys and Girls Club, and they're gonna build a sports facility there. And the whole wow. implementation of it is to take advantage of the Olympics. But you know what I'm saying? They're saying we're going to use it for the school, for the kids, for this, for that. But when you then you got to sugarcoat it. You, you know got to put on. the wheel up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But why would we do that when we have so many baseball fields, football fields, and basketball fields already all brand England, new yeah. that are not being used properly because the funding's not there? Yeah. When you speak of funding, do you your organization works on mostly grants? No, I actually, you know, go after contracts Ooh. because a grant you have to wait six to nine months for it, maybe even a year, okay. you know. And once again, we're competing with the Fortune 500 nonprofits in these grant process. So they that hire. That is something. People understand how yeah, they the nonprofit grant writers. Big, yeah. So they have, the, they have the people behind it to be able to write the paperwork, do everything. While I'm the CEO, get, I got right after I leave here, I go to the school. You know, so yeah. I don't have the administration to high level that. So I go after contracts that allows me to hire the people directly, okay. bring the staff in, envelop the environment, and let's take it next level versus waiting and hoping. And that, that gets the money right away. We get the money right away, but, you know, there's a, there's a key to that, too, and that's called growth and development. So last school year, you know, we had net 45. Mm-hmm. Net 45 means that, you know, you hand in your uh, invoice. You pay 45, 45 days later. Yeah. But how long did you have to build that invoice for before you even handed it in? That so is crazy. That's 60 that's days right yeah, that there is, that huh? you build up. And you paid out all your, all your tutors. Then you have to wait 45 days. So I'm waiting 105 days before I get a check back. So I'm out fifteen, twenty thousand dollars before you can I see any dollars back. And so that paradigm we actually fought over. So this school year, and this is the part of growth, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we didn't sit at the table and say, Oh, you know, I don't like that. I'm moping and hoping. No, we went to the big wigs, got real meetings with the real, real people, people in yeah. LAUSD and talked about the problem. And they seen it and now this school year, there no longer is a net forty five. You get paid as soon as you get as your, as you your get invoice your in, as long as you're a nonprofit or a small business. Like the other businesses coming through, like even with the Metro Rail and things coming through, do they have funding for certain organizations? Do you see what they did to the local businesses? The one, uh, the, what's that, uh, off of Florence? All the local businesses literally have to move, with, and they're not paying them. A, a, the prime no reloco- lo- relocation fee, none? The, lo- the relocation fee is not nowhere near what it's supposed to be. So they came in once again, rape our, they, they'll rape our community because they have the infrastructure and the power to do, to it. do it. We don't have the voice. We don't mm-hmm. have the unity. So our unison is so low that we, don't, we can get ran through and just, you know, screwed over. And that's the problem in our community. And that's why Boo is so important, you know what I'm saying? Because Boo brings the voice alive. It does. Boo extends the voice and allows us to have a platform to elevate ourselves to the next level. I feel that. Boo is black-owned only, by the way. Why he keeps saying boo. Ooh. <laughs> 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 On a lighter note, man, I was, uh, when I did the introduction, I was talking about, uh, man, how proud I am of you as a father, man. Twins. To, I mean, father to two twin beautiful girls, man. How that feel, though, man? man? It's amazing. It's amazing, you know. And, um, 
it's beautiful that God allowed me to have, you know, uh, kids. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. for nine years before I had the twins, I was doing the community work and I was like a father for the community. Right, community. You know what I'm saying? And it was like I was helping people go farther. So F-U-T-H-E-R is how I looked at it. And, you know, like I didn't have a mindset to have kids, you know. And then God implemented these beautiful t- twins in my life. And that's what um, parenting is a real business it's a, a real job. business it is you cannot lack and you cannot just be a, a zombie you know you can't just uh hey this kid seven now eight nine ten no seven has to be implemented with some greatness and goals eight, eight has, has to, to be, be implemented. Yeah. these these are like you know our future and so if we're stagnating our children we're not developing champions and so you know what i'm saying i'm for sure developing champions with mine yeah and i see the i see the passion that you put into fatherhood that you put into organization and it reflects because I, I i be around the community and everybody hey, you know duran you know db yeah man i'm working with him i'm about to get linked with him man because he's trying to do this and he's trying to do that like you spoke on like the giveaways and stuff but your year-round commitment to the community inglewood specifically the all la yeah county. but all la yeah you know what i'm saying we appreciate you bro Wes, Wes, I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate the development that our bond has been able to have. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Because even like as a brotherhood, right? Like I didn't go to high school with you, but you yeah. embraced me like we went to high school hey, together. Man, you know what I'm saying? And that allowed me to nourish myself in an environment to where I can feel more comfortable, comfortable to yeah. make things happen. Yeah, it's crazy because we used to run into each other all the time in the grocery store. Yup. I'm pushing my kids in the car. You pushing your kids. We're like, hey, man, we're going to do something together, man. We all here being black fathers, man. That's why when I started uh, We Raise Our Kids, I was like, man, ADB, man. Come on. Come on through to the picnic, man. Come through and we're going to do something for these kids, man. I love We Raise Our Kids because that organization, like, and that's why, you know what I'm saying, I love what you're doing, brother. Mm-hmm. It's like everything you're doing is perpetuating and succeeding in itself, not just the community, but your family, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Family. Like, it's you so got important, the legacy man. behind this. It's so important. Like, when I started We Raise Our Kids, it was basically because I remember when I was little. I was in the doctor's office. I did some of that school before my mom took me out to go to the doctor. So we get to the doctor, we looking at books. I think it was like maybe a jet magazine. Mm-hmm. And it said like it's only like uh, four fathers to every 10 households in an urban community. And I was like, ah, uh, I skipped it. But when I went home to my apartment building and I'm looking like kids there, no father, kids there, no father, kids there, no father, one father there. And the number was on the nail, like right on the nail. And I was like, yo, we got to change that narrative that even if we're not in a household, we still could be great fathers. You see what I'm saying? Even if we are not in the same household as the kids or even the ones that might be incarcerated, you still have an outlet to be a father. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I was really trying to start. Like, change that whole narrative. So, like, within that stat right there, right, like, we're 6% of California population black males. Uh We're 60% of jail residents. That's That's crazy. Like, what? What's going on? And so when you navigate, you know, you go to Dorsey High School, you see... 80%, 80%, not just 80% of the black students, mm-hmm. 80% of the black students at, at Dorsey High School are foster youth. Wow, really? Foster youth, bro. 80% of the whole the population whole... of black students are foster youth. I you go to um, uh, Horseman, 90% of their black youth are foster youth. So you would think, like, in these hood environments, like, it's a family there, you know, taking yeah. care of them. How is it so many foster youth in the hood? And you got to understand about the pimping system. Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about pimping, like, women, but people will pimp kids, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and 
get them to use a use them to have a check to the pay the rent, stuff, yeah, all that keep stuff, everything yeah, yeah. afloat, and literally never care about this kid. And this kid has a lot of resources behind him because they're a foster youth. They have a lot of support behind them that is not being allocated to them. So we have to really look at our infrastructure. Seventy percent of the kids that graduated Crenshaw last year mm-hmm. graduated to Walmart. Like so, they're still walking them across the stage, like da da yeah. da, giving them a certificate. But they're graduating to Walmart because literally, when they graduate high school and they go to a community college, they're testing at a prerequisite three level. So that means they're going to have to take two years of community, community college classes before they, before even. they even take a community college credited class. That's three years you're going to be there. Before be there you before you even start getting college credit. Come on, man! What are we doing in our black community? Zero. How are we appropriating our black youth? Inglewood Unified, Inglewood has only 7,000 students in, in total. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is that counting like the charters or no charters? You That's counting the charters and everything. Charter, okay. So you got 7,000 students. Uh, about a pre-pandemic, it was like 23,000. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Ooh. So this is a huge problem that we're having. You said it went from 23,000 to 7,000? Yes. That's a big drop. We're having a huge problem in our, in our community, but these are our stats that's going to appropriate us five to seven years from now to piss poorness. Mm-hmm. This is why our community is going to continue to have low taxes, low outcomes, mass incarceration, yeah. much death, because we are not doing nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I, 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 I'm, I really fuck with the fact that you are in the schools. You see what I'm saying? Go right to the school, because I always thought, like, I remember the decisions that when I was in high school, some of me and my my friends were making the tough, like the streets or the ball or the court. It started like sixth grade. Like sixth grade is when these decisions was being, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We think that once we get to high school is when the decisions start being made of how we're going to be. Nah. Fifth grade, sixth grade, people was already making them steps in those decisions of like, nah, I'm, I'm to the streets. I'm hood. I'm this. I'm Straight that. Straight like that. So the fact that you are in the schools and they actually see a great black male role model. Because even then in the schools, when I was there, the teachers like 90%. Didn't look like me. No. And didn't care. No. Got their check, went home. So the fact that I know that, like, my, you know, my daughter be like, I want to go to Inglewood, like, for high school. And I'm like, the school's good enough for me, but it's not good enough for her, is how I was thinking. But I'm like, this is my community school. She want to go to my alma mater. I should be able to send her there for a decent education that could get her into any four years she wants, as long as she stay committed, right? Yes. So from you going to the schools... And being a voice on campus, bro, I appreciate that. No, thank you for that. And that's what we're all about, man, is making a difference, being in our people's lives, but also creating the curriculums that envelop them. Because it's not just that's about what, That's really, really important. It's you not know, just being there. It's how you have to make sure that you adapt the curriculums that allow them to engage themselves to the next level. And that's where the school system is missing. They, their curriculums are not engaging I the students. I feel it's outdated. It's I feel very some outdated. of the stuff that they're trying to teach is not even, like, college-ready. Like, when you're talking about having to take two years at a JC to just qualify to be at a JC, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to me. We got to do better, and there's so much money in our backyard. There's millions of dollars. Like, I did, you know, this, you know about the study we did with Pepperdine University. I do. So the study we did with Pepperdine University, we looked at, you know, um, Santa Monica, Malibu, Inglewood, mm-hmm. L.A., and we found out that the white communities don't even get state assistance in school. Mm-hmm. So they get 0% funding from the state. But one thing I realized, and so after moving forward after this study, I'm understanding it now. I'm seeing like every black initiative that is to, comes in our community mm-hmm. is just like a so they can allocate three hundred million dollars to our community. We won't see three hundred million not at all because they hire so many people 
that don't do nothing for our community, mm -hmm. they end up doing other things. So they'll have one person that's already in the office double back on the salary. Now they're doing this job and that job. And it's like nobody in the community ever sees these dollars, you know. And it's millions of dollars that come to our community that go unvoiced and unheard. And unused. We was recently speaking about something where, like, the money's lost. What we were talking about? I forgot. BSAP. BSAP, that's what like it was. That's an achievement plan. You know, like, they allocated $300 million to that, and it's $124 million from last year that went unspent, and we don't know where the money is. They still haven't shown a line item on how the money's been used. But yet and still, when you go to ELA program, mm -hmm. they have it line item for line item, broken down broken how down they spend they that money, money for the Spanish students. And it's like, why are they treating our black people like this? How do they set up a educational fund? that has no system behind it because it's for black people. And we know that you guys aren't, we want y'all to fail. Yeah. This is a system, but we've been a part of the system for so That's many years. And so it's like, for me, I'm not going to continue to like love Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and have all these great predecessors mm -hmm. that made a change. And I'm saying I'm a leader and I'm not really making not a difference. Change, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So that's what it's all about. It's not about even having five schools and saying we're getting these contracts because if I'm not doing nothing with the contracts, it's not nothing there. I'm, I'm a part of the piss poor system. So that's what we have to do is really be in the, navigate the system. Like Nip said, we got to vertically integrate. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying, from the hood to the corporate world, we got to make sure that our black folks is all the way navigating thoroughly through it, whether we got to have the Underground Railroad meeting every year <laughs> and really get it in because we're not, we're not really connected enough, you know what I'm saying, in the sentimency of understanding, like, you're a black token in that corporate world, but you yet still have a lot of behind-the-scenes meetings with these major players. You should be inviting me to it, you know what I'm saying, and let's get it in. Let's make sure that our voice is heard. That's the spook you said by the door, basically, mm -hmm. man. We got to start doing this at a yeah. higher rate because if if not, we're going to have more and more genocides of negativity continue in our community. Uh, you kind of tapped on it uh, earlier, but I just want to ask you, the next five years for your organization, how, what do you see? Let's go. Great question, brother. So um, it's called a I'm a Movement Initiative. Okay. So the I'm a Movement Initiative <laughs> is one in five. So every child needs five years of services behind them. Okay. You can no longer just come in a child's life for one year and be gone next year. This student needs five years of services. So the one in five initiative is every one child gets five, five years of services mm -hmm. in our community. And so that's the initiative. And so I'm trying to get as many corporations to support this. The same way I see the Boys and Girls Club of Los Angeles who has no identity in Inglewood. No. Now it's coming to Inglewood and they have a $167 million budget that they have zero dollars behind. They don't have no money behind it, but they have a plan from this year to next year to raise that money. Mm. So we should be able to do the same, same thing. thing. So that's what I'm on. I'm stepping my game up, and I'm starting this. I'm a moving initiative, and we're going after 167 plus. 167 <laughs> plus. Million. You feel I me? I feel you, guys. Yeah. Man, let me see. Is anything else? anything else you want to tell us? Um, step your game up, man. You know what I'm saying? Black people, man, we got to wake up. You know what I'm saying? Enough is not enough. We can't be, like, popping, like, I'm, I'm on, I'm, on. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's out. We got to start really, really digging in, homing in on our goals, making sure that, you know, you love your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Show some more love and nourishment in your life. You know what I'm saying? That where we start navigating and appropriating ourselves at a higher level and a higher frequency because our, our channels are off right now. And it's like, we got to, we, we're so wavy. But yeah. with us being so wavy, why aren't we vibrant? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's something missing in our in our uh, 
our community. So that's why I'm more so hoping that, you know, we can actually be more loving, yeah. nourishment, and have more boot pot, you know what I'm saying, yeah. boot boo, uh, excellence coming out of <laughs> our community. Exactly. I, I was, was, was I, That was going to be the last question. But now I'm thinking about it like the community outreach, right? So which organization, we could come in and help. Donate. Please. All that stuff you want to give information to yes, anybody? Yes, yes, and more yeses. We are a 501c3 organization. So with it being 501c3, anything that you donate is tax deductible, so you don't have to pay Uncle Sam. So why pay Uncle Sam anyways? Make sure that you have a direct connect like me that is in your community, and now you can actually voice how you want your community to navigate versus Uncle Sam taking your money yeah. and dictating how he's going to navigate our community. So that's number one important. You can also volunteer. We have so many events that we do. On top of that, we have programs in the schools. We need your support, your skill set. We need y'all to come and get it in with the kids because the kids are four to six grade levels behind right now post pre-pandemic so we really got to step our game before our youth i feel that bro yeah. thanks for coming out again dv yeah there's that in me hey. i'm a movement.org <laughs> check out our website you know what i'm saying and i'm a movement at the instagram y'all that i mean it's your boy duran duran i hope to give the most <laughs> that's Good my boy, dog. all right man appreciate you all right y'all that's enough for today check y'all later man yay yay <laughs>